Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Not getting enough Triple M footy? Or did you miss something and need to go back and have another listen? Get the Triple M NRL podcast. It's available right now on the Triple M NRL app. Sunday, a day to worship. Worship a small egg-shaped ball. Oh, no, he drops the ball. Just as long as I'm here in your arms, I could be in no better place. You've got to respect the ball. You're simply the best. Long live the weekend. Long live rugby league. Woo! Oh, you got to love your rugby league. You on a Sunday afternoon. Welcome to the Triple M Sunday Sydney. And welcome back. We're live at ANZ Stadium, a beautiful Sydney day. We do it thanks to our mates at uh, Bryden's Lawyers, 1-800-848-848. We uh, love dealing with Bryden's Lawyers. They protect and they get the results too. They've been around forever. Uh, Paul Kent, James Triceps Hooper, Gordy Tallis. Of course, um, the results so far in this round of the finals. Penrith 29, Roosters 28. Penrith a week off. Roosters Raiders next week. Looking forward to that game. Canberra 32, Sharks 20. Sharks done for the year. Storm 36, Parramatta 24. Storm a week off. Parramatta to play the winner of today's game. Sivo gone for the rest of the year for Parramatta. Now, boys, let's talk about that Penrith um, Roosters game. Uh, we knew, we just knew that they would be massive improvement, Gordy, in the Roosters, and in the end, they nearly pulled it off. Yeah, it's just one of those games, wasn't it? They they started well, but the Roosters, for me, they they were really tough and a very skillful side over the last couple of years, and now they're just tough, haven't they? They're they seem to be running on empty, but um, it was a great game of footy. It was one of my favourite of the year. Uh, I love the real changes. Penrith, this young side, got a bit nervous early and let the Roosters jump out to a start. And then the Roosters, as all champion sides do, they just never know when they're beaten and they just kept on clawing their way back in. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if they can keep on getting themselves up, the Roosters. Like, I don't. They're there. They're, you know, they've had a great run. They're a champion side. They're a champion club. But I don't know how much fuel they got left in the tank. What, makes, it, you think, it, what it, makes you think that, Gordy? Oh, well, because well, it was there to be won in the end. You know, I don't think Penrith were at their best. I thought, Pen, you know, like the, to get off to a start like that and, uh, you know, grind away and the, like the Roosters of old, they don't, they don't lose that game, Kenty. They don't lose it. You know, and then, you know, and it just happens. And it just happens overnight. And then they're champions and they don't know that they were beaten. I just, they're just not good enough anymore, I don't think. You know, you think, I, I think, you think the Raiders, do you think the yeah. Raiders get them, Gordon? Uh, I think they do, you know. And and it's not a knock on the, you know, like the Roosters have injuries and uh, Sonny Bill will come back, you know, and there's some players that aren't playing. But, you know, they're a champion side. But to me, I think when it was time to hit the gas, the other night, they just couldn't, you know, and they just, for the first time, the Roosters looked looked old and tired, you know, mm, and that's what mm. Rugby League does, you know, Kenty, and and it's not a knock on them. They're a fantastic side. They're a champion, you know what I mean? Like, they're a champion team, and they have been a champion team to win two in a row. No one will ever take that away from them, but, you know, um, to me, they just look like that, you know, that they're just not up for the big fight anymore. I tell you what, you, look, you make some valid points, Gordy. Like they, this season has just been such an unusual season. Yeah. And, and see, the Roosters at one point during this year, I was watching 
then play about four or five rounds back after we got resumed from COVID. And I thought, I don't know who can beat this team. They were playing so well. Mm. But just the wear and tear of the season, the couple of injuries, the the stress that gets put on your roster when, you, when you're down on troops and blokes have got to play when they're a little bit busted. And just week by week, you just see the, them start to tail off a little bit and just how tough the season has become. I think they've done a magnificent job final qualifying top four. But, I, I, you know... I, 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 I think Penrith are just Penrith are on young legs. They're a side. I think they would have learned a lot out of Friday night's result. The fact that they, the fact that they, that they got away. They came. They let the Roosters get out early. They came back. The Roosters came back at them again, and then they were able to to basically recalibrate and get going again. They'll learn a lot out of that. They'll get a lot of confidence out of that. And they've got so much young legs in their side. Yeah. And it's so important this time of year, particularly given the year that we've just endured. I'll tell you what I thought was quite telling, and you, you never, ever knock a champion. And this bloke has been an absolute lionheart war horse for you know, nearly a couple of decades now, Jared Wayrea Hargraves. But towards the back end of that game, when Lindsay Collins went on Gordon, he gave the Roosters some great punch. And all Absolutely. of a sudden, they, they were able to really... Like, at one point, you thought Penrith were going to run away with it and blow the Roosters off the park... Not quite as heavy duty as what we saw the week earlier against Souths, but you thought there was a score coming. And then it was Lindsay Collins and Nat Butcher and this injection of young, fresh legs that helped get the Roosters back into that contest. And with six minutes to go, Jared had come back out for his second stint and Trent Robinson actually made the call that he was going to take Jared off. And so he pulled him off and he put Lindsay back out there. And again, the Roosters continued to power home. And like I say, I'm not knocking Jared for, for a millisecond here. He's one of the toughest no. front rowers who's played the game in this era. He's achieved everything that there is. Yeah. But to your point earlier, Gordon, about how at times as a player, everybody's n- nobody's invincible. Nobody's bulletproof. Everybody's time comes, and, and I just feel as though at the moment the planets just aren't quite all aligned for the chooks. Good on you, Hoops. Good on you. you know what, and... And I hope that they prove me wrong because it'll be a great story, yeah. you know, in one of the toughest years. And I didn't think that they were going to go two in a row, you know, cause, because some, so many great sides tried it uh, yep. and just couldn't achieve it. But at the moment, like that game, that should have been one. It was a nervous side that um, Penrith, they hadn't been there and they were there to be beaten and the Roosters couldn't do it. Okay, good on you, Gordy. Paul Kent and James Triceps Hooper. Uh, we're about 50 minutes away from kickoff. Uh, Rabbitohs, Newcastle. We're going to have that game for you. Dan's on his way in to call that one. And uh, we'll take a break, come back, replay that interview we did earlier with Kevy Walters, the new Broncos coach, as Triple M rocks the footy. Sunday's Inbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. The Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. And welcome to it, ANZ Stadium. She's starting to fill up now. Lots and lots of Rabbitohs fans here and... uh, so to Newcastle fans, which are they're still rolling down the M1. So drive safely, you guys. It's going to be a long trip home after the bunnies give you some whoop ass. Oh, oh <laughs> listen to you. The boys, I've got to get. Uh, Can't you get your tail up? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I can. Do you get carried away with yourself, and then the goes into hibernation too nah. when the Titans well, win ex- five in a row. Excuse yeah. me, boys. Uh, Wayne Bennett to coach the Queensland side hoops. 
Yeah, I think it's a great result. It's sparked the series. Look, it was going to be a great series anyway, but uh, the rivalry between... Uh, Wayne and Freddie will just make brilliant theatre because Freddie's so open and giving to everybody and happy for the media to come in every day and players to do media every day and there's yoga sessions and earthing sessions and uh, they're reading Eckhart Tolle and all that sort of stuff, whereas Wayne will just be gruff and grumpy and um, Walt, Kowalski <laughs> on the, Walt Kowalski on the front porch in Grand Torino <laughs> and it'll make great theatre for the series. What, yeah. do, you, what do you think, Gordy? Oh, look, I think it's fantastic. In uh, in a short preparation in a year where there's a big squad, Wayne knows how to get players up. you only got to look at you know what South did last week. So I think he's the perfect man for the job right now. All right. Interesting to see how Origin goes at the end of the year. I know all the blokes are looking forward to it. Who'll be picked? A couple of players on, certainly one or two I can think of, that are on display this afternoon who might just uh, step into an Origin side. But once again, we've got all your Origin covered here on the uh, Triple M NRL Network. Three Wednesdays, one after the other, the 4th, the 11th, 4th, the 11th and the 18th. And, of course, the Women's Origin will be doing that game as well, which is going to be an absolute cracker this year up on the uh, Sunshine Coast. But, uh, Are you take... calling that, Anthony? I am calling that one. Coast? Looking forward to that too. Yeah. We're going to take a break here, boys, and come back. We're going to replay that interview for Kevy Walters. Everybody is talking about it. Uh, everyone loves Kevy right across the board. Paul Kent, James Triceps Hooper, and he's got biceps now too, triceps, biceps. Gordy Tallis as well. We'll take a break, come back with more. We're doing it for Brydens. Triple M rocking the NRL finals. Triple M Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Brydens lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Ago, it started as a distant but hopeful ambition. History, the ultimate prize, the ultimate city, waiting on the horizon, beautiful, there to be taken. Some had done it before, champions, For others, it was a dream yet to be reached. Now, that horizon is upon us. The NRL final. This is it. Blow that whistle. This is what footy is all about. Oh, oh, oh. Kareem and McDonald's Triple M Rocks Finals Footy. Triple M rocks the NRL finals. It's Sunday. Sinbin earlier on today, we spoke to the brand new Broncos coach, our old mate, Kevy Walters. We get lots and lots of uh, tweets and emails about people who missed it. Want to hear it again? Well, here it is in full. Kevy Walters speaking to the Sunday Sinbin. Thank you. Great afternoon, isn't it? I've just got a message for Gordy. Gordy, I've just got off the phone from the Regatta Hotel. You left your wallet there, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate, I wish. Uh, Uh, Oh, well, well done, Stephen Bradbury. The new Broncos coach, Stephen Bradbury. (laughs) (laughs) The only one that didn't fall over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, Kevin. (laughs) That's That's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Kevy. Yeah. No, look, great to be here, uh, fellas. Uh, look, excellent week for me personally this week, I, I've got to say. Um, disappointing to, to have to relinquish the Maroons job, um, but certainly great to, uh, to be you know now named as the head coach of the Broncos. It's something I've been striving for for the last 20 years, basically, from when I finished uh, playing in 2000. We won the premiership with Gordy. Uh, yeah, since then, it's been a, it's been a long road, but a, a very rewarding road as well. So what's the first work you did for the club, Kevy? Uh, well, just, yeah, just getting in. Uh, two things we've got to sort out. First up, uh, Kenny is the, the playing roster, and there will be some changes there, I can assure you of that. And also, 
uh, just sorting out all of our staff and the performance staff and assistant coaches, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's going to be done hopefully in the next sort of seven to ten days and then we can really sort of knuckle down and get on with season 2021. Kevy, I'd love to ask you what changes you're going to make to your roster. I know you're going to, not going to give me specifics, but can you tell me that unless you've got specifics, you want to tell me a few names, that would be great. But if you don't, but if you don't, no, but if you don't, tell me, tell me what's driving the change and what you're hoping to achieve. Well, there's an imbalance, you know, across the board on, on, on the Broncos roster for mine. I've only had a brief look at it, you know, on Friday, um, you know, across the board of ages and games played and this sort of thing. So, you know, I think that's pretty glaring to everyone. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, just getting the best out of those guys that are in the roster. I felt that didn't happen with a lot of players this year as well. And that, that'll be part of my role next year. And and all of the coaching staff and all of the performance staff is to get the best out of uh, the available talent there that is there at the moment, and which I think everyone would agree that didn't happen this year. I mean, they had some some uh, some players as individuals that, that, you know, had years that they could be very proud of. Guys like, you know, uh, Pat Carrigan, Payne Hass, uh, Katoni Staggs, you know, these sort of guys. But there's a lot of guys in there that certainly underperformed and um, that's that's my job, as I say, and the rest of the coaching staff and the performance staff to make sure that doesn't happen, you know, in season 2021. How do you address that with the players? Well, uh, once we get them back in, I'll, I'll be having uh, some discussions with them before they come back to training, of course. Uh, they're all out of the bubble now, the Broncos. They left the bubble on, on Friday morning, so they've got good access to them now. Some of them will be in, you know, involved in State of Origin, which you know, I think is going to be great for their development. But then those that aren't, uh, we'll, we'll sort of get to all of them uh, at some stage between now and when they come back to train to make sure that they got the right mindset, you know, about, you know, and very, some very clear instructions about uh, season, you know, 2021 and, and their role that they will need to play in the club for us to turn this around. Kevy, one of the big criticisms of the Broncos this year was that they were devoid of leaders. And, you know, Pat Carrigan, you just mentioned, is obviously a very young player. He was elevated into the position of being one of the co-captains at the club. With Darius Boyd now retired, what are you thinking in terms of, do you think you need to bring some new people in that are seasoned and experienced? And in all likelihood, one of them may well end up being the captain of the club. Most certainly, Hoops. Uh, that's an area that we've got to you know, put a lot of attention into, the, the leadership group at the Broncos, and firstly identifying who those who those players are, and if they're not at the club at the moment, well, how do we get them into the club as such? Because um, you know that's certainly an area that we're, we're, we're looking at heavily. But you, you know, one of the one of the things that I said in, in front of the board in my um, interview process was I, I feel there's a total disconnect from the from the Broncos club. To the, to the community and their sponsors, um, their members, their corporate people, the fans in general, I, I feel there's a total disconnect and that's part of my mantra is to make sure that, that there is a connection between that and, and also the players as well. I feel there's a, there's a disconnect amongst them and the, and the playing staff. That's what I can see just from the outside looking in uh, and it was pretty clear to me to, to pick that up. You see little things in games and different situations um, where this has been happening. And it's a no-go zone for me, and that's one of the first things, once we all get back together, that I will be addressing. You talk about that disconnect, Kevy. I know of a, a former player of the Broncos who now has a, a corporate box through his company. He's never had a phone call from the club. Well, there you go, mate. So, you know, you can't just blame it all 
the season on Anthony Seabold, you know, that, that, that would be terribly unfair. There's a lot of things not going right at the Broncos um, for them to finish where they are. But, you know, there are some good people still in there, in the building, working, some some, some players as well who, you know, have done the right thing this year. There are others that, that haven't. So we need to, you know, draw a line in the sand as such from, from old terms and uh, let's all get on the same page together. So that's players, coaching staff, the administration staff of the Broncos Club, the board of the Broncos Club, the, the, the CEO of the Broncos Club, the chairman of the Broncos Club. Let's all get together and with our members, fans, sponsors, corporates, Anyone who's been involved at the Broncos, we need to all get together and be on the same page and roll together. And that's it. When, when we do that, we're, we're going to be a very powerful club. But that is going to take some time to, for that to happen. But when it does, the Broncos will be back, you know, that, that super club that we know that they all can be. Yeah, Talk, um, yeah go on. Keddie, you go. I was just going to say, Kevin, just on the back of that, talking about Anthony Seabold, uh, he has been made the scapegoat for the season. And yep. I spoke to somebody at the club uh, recently who said the sad part about this year is that the players will just basically shift all blame onto Seabold. Uh, with a lot of people happy to heap that uh, blame on him and the players will walk away essentially unscarred from it because it's just easily, easily done to throw off onto the coach. Uh, how do you make the players more accountable? And secondly, the entitlement that is in the group, which I'll yep. be honest, I've witnessed, and I think it is off the charts. It is. How off do you the get charts. rid of that? Yeah. Well, mate, that's simple, mate. We, you know, we go and explain, you know, the rules of, of the club and, and their responsibility as a member. They are a member of the Broncos Football Club. You know, surely if we dangle those wooden spoons in front of their, their eyes, that's that's enough. You know, it's wrong to to just blame Anthony Seabold for the season that the Broncos had. It, it's just disrespectful to Anthony and disrespectful to, to everyone in the club. Everyone needs to shoulder the responsibility of what happened in, in the organisation this year. Everyone that's directly involved in the club. And that'll be my mantra as well, to make sure that that responsibility is taken and that it doesn't happen, you know, in future years. Yeah, Kevin, um, it's a big job ahead of you. What, what, what's, um, you know, every coach, like they leave a legacy. What do you want yours to be? You know, just say it's 10, 15 years' time. What's, what style of football are your teams going to play? Well, they're going to play a, a style of football that we, we played, Gordy, through, you know, through the 90s. Uh, you know, I think the Broncos, when you think of the Broncos, you always think of their attacking flair which is, you know, one thing that, that we were always very strong on. And you've got to have the right players to, to do that. So right now there probably needs to be some change to the roster, you know, for that to happen a, across the board. And secondly, defensively, mate, we, the Broncos were known as a tough, gritty, yeah. defensive defensive team that, that never, never gave up. Not different, No different to the Melbourne Storm or the Roosters, what they have now in their systems. That was the Broncos of old. And it slowly drifted away in the last four or five years. You know, again, not blaming Anthony, but the last four or five years, the Broncos have increasingly got poor defensively. So that's part of my mantra, mate. And and the other thing, and I always remember the, the first day you know, that I walked into the club, the, the, the directors told me, and I, was, uh, I wasn't there from the start. I was there, I went there for the 89 pre-season, and it was told to me very clearly by the directors and the board and explained to me and by the head coach that, you're, you're now at the Broncos Club. We are part of the community. You are not only playing for yourself and your teammates, but you have a responsibility to the whole community here in Brisbane and across Queensland to do your best every week. We want our fans, when you play at Suncorp Stadium or Lane Park, it was known then, when they walk away from that stadium, we know you can't win every week, but they need to be proud of their team and their performance. And that yeah. hasn't happened for the last you know, two or three years. So that'll be the legacy that I want to leave, Gordy.
Yeah, well said, Kev. One of the other massive stories that's been around this week, Kev, there's been your appointment, there's been Wayne Bennett's appointment back into the Queensland State of Origin Arena, and then there's been this link with Craig Bellamy possibly coming in as a coaching director in 2022. How would you feel about having Craig come in in that role 12 months into your tenure? Yeah, look, I don't have a problem with that at all. There'd be 15 clubs, and well, 16 clubs in the in the NRL that would love to have the services of Craig Bellamy, you know, on their, on their staff. Craig is a person of uh, great character, knowledge of the game. His success is clearly there for everyone to see. I mean, there's the storm performance last night. That's what, that's what I want the Broncos to get to. And we're a long way off that now. I thought it was a tremendous uh, game last night. Even the, the Parramatta Eels were in it up to their eyeballs. So that's where, you know, I walked away from that game there last night, like thinking, that's what I want our Broncos team to look like, you know, and however long that takes us, it's going to take us and it's not going to be easy. You know, the Storm have been at, at their top for, you know, 10 years now, you know, in the NRL and consistently in the top four. But it's not about top four for me. It's about winning premierships and that's what we need to get back to, to doing. Kevin, how realistic is it Craig Bellamy being there in 2022? I, I don't know, honestly, mate. I haven't had a... T- conversation with Craig about that or I haven't had a conversation with the club about that I'm, I'm sort of I don't I don't really if Craig gets here he'll, he'll be a huge asset for the club if he doesn't you know what we survived without Craig Bellamy in years gone by and we'll survive again if he doesn't you know park his shoes in at the Broncos I mean it's a bit unfair to to be talking about Craig and him coming when he's you know got such a big job in the next four weeks you know with the Melbourne Storm I, I believe they're a you know, big contender for the finals and uh, he's signed next year as well at the Storm. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's a bit unfair on Craig to be discussing it, really. Kevin, what are you doing now with Origin? I understand you don't actually finish until October 31. Wayne's coming in now to coach the side, uh, which begins, I think, no- November 4 is the first game. Yeah. But there's a handover process. So what, what's your actual input now into the Maroons between here and, w- and when Wayne has finished his commitments at South? Yeah, well, I haven't had much of a chance to have a chat with Wayne and see exactly what he wants, but I'll sort of be working with him in the transition period of, of him taking over uh, the Queensland side. So his side is playing this afternoon. If they get knocked out this afternoon, well, I, I guess he would step in virtually straight away. But if not, if they continue on in the premiership, well, I'll continue to, to you know talk with our players, convene our players. There's not a lot to do, though, anyway, because uh, the players that, that um, have been knocked out recently, well, the Broncos last weekend have got two weeks mandatory, um, you know, uh, no training as such by the RLPA and teams that, that uh, the players that drop out this weekend, you've got to have two weeks off. So, um, yeah, at the moment I'm just communicating with all the players and our staff uh, in the Origin Arena and just working to get that right so that when uh, Wayne does come in and it's his opportunity to take over, that, you know, the ship is sailing, you know, in the right direction. Huge I- but, but look, huge shoes to fill for Wayne Ben. I feel sorry for him, to be honest with you. <laughs> He's in a situation, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, well, if there's no wins, there'd be nothing like nothing's changed then, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kenny. Hey, Kenny. 3 0 Queensland, mate. Get on, get on board, big fella. Uh, $2.90 to take the series, Kev. Good on you, Kevy. Give me some of that. I'll have some of that. <laughs> All right, mate. We'll let you, you know go. Best of luck. Uh, Good on you. And coming up next, we'll take a look at this game this afternoon. It's not far off. It's the Newcastle Knights up against the Rabbitohs at ANZ Stadium as Triple M rocks the finals. For McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy.
Triple M rocks the NRL finals. Well, we're only moments away now. It's Newcastle taking on the Rabbitohs here at ANZ Stadium. Of course, it's a home game for the Rabbitohs. They came so close, Newcastle, to getting a home final, and then they blew it right at the very end. Last time they played, the Knights won 20 points to 18. But uh, South, I just think, I think, Hoops, I really do think they're going to be too good today. Well, on the back of what we saw from them last week, like that was an immense performance. To put 60 on the back-to-back reigning premiers, uh, it was just sensational to watch. And you'd have to think if there's a coach that knows how to get a team peaking coming into these big end-of-season games, it's Wayne Bennett. So it, it just seems as though he's got the magic dust out at the right time. Yeah, but you only got to look at what's happened already this weekend. Look at the form reversal in Cronulla. Mm. Okay, I know they didn't get on with the result, but the way they started against the Raiders last night was magnificent. The way Parramatta started was magnificent. And the Roosters, after coming off that 60-8 to loss, got ran down by a point by Penrith on Friday night. I, I think form, we throw, I would argue, Kenny, though, yeah, but, that the form has still stayed true in that Penrith yeah, finished has, first, it right? They're straight through the prelim. Melbourne finished second, straight through the prelim. Sharks haven't been a top eight side all season. They go out. I don't dispute that, but what I'll say is I reckon out of all those, those first three games and this game today, these two teams go into this game closer in recent form than perhaps those other three games. Mm. Newcastle have just been too erratic. For me, though, like well, they're up and down, lost. but they're on an up one, week. One week, yeah, they, yeah it's fair. They're on an yeah, up they week. They, are, they, are, they lost they last are, week. They won they the week before. Be lost the week before. Lost one week. They're on an up week. So today, today they're due. So, look, I just I think the Knights will go out. They've got to play tough. They've got to play go out again with a defensive mindset and get really aggressive against South. And if they can do that and rattle South and start really punching through the middles, Newcastle got to get away from playing to the edges and just play combat football. Smash them in the mouth, go through the middle, and just really take South up through the guts and, and try and win that way, and really challenge South forward pack. If they can challenge South forward pack and dominate South forward pack, then they they get the game as far as I'm concerned because South are very much a momentum team, and when their forwards are going well, that's when you see the likes of Walker and and the rest of them doing what they can do. But the, every time this year South Sydney's pack's been dominated, they've lost the game. There's no doubt which way Newcastle should play today. All right, Gordy, uh, let's bring you into this chat because we. We talked earlier about how many, so many teams are playing busted, but certainly for Newcastle, I mean, they're about three hookers down. They've got an yeah. injury. They've had more injuries, I think, than any club, and I mean, they're still here playing finals footy. Yeah, look, they are, but there's no excuse. There's still enough talent uh, in Newcastle to be playing better uh, than what they were. I, I watched them live last week against the Titans, and what was it, thirty-six points to six? You yeah. know. Made on the urge, uh, you know, just right on the start of the um, semi-final series, that Newcastle needed to pull the whip out and start cracking. I thought that it was going to be a really tough game for the Titans, and they fell away, and that's un Newcastle like. So, um, <clears throat> unless they want to get gritty and roll up the sleeves, and it comes off Mitchell Pearce, and the sad part is, if Mitchell Pearce doesn't play good, you know, in the time say the last couple of years. Newcastle don't play good. It's like they all stand there and sit and watch and wait for him to do something. The front rowers need to lay a platform for him today. It's simple as that. They need to go through the middle of South and make it tough at the office. All right. Who are you tipping to win, Gordy? 
Oh, I think South. So I, I, you know, I think the way they played last week. But I was when I was uh, driving to the show today, and I was listening to Kenny. If they come with that mindset of coming South Sydney, coming and defending and being really tough, you know, like that Wayne Bennett style of let's just don't give them a break here and then see where they get to. I think that the points will come for South, but they just got to defend their way to a victory. And Gordon, you know him, Wayne, the way you do. There's no doubt he's just spent this entire week pumping defence into him. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, Wayne is a defensive coach. There is no doubt all of his sides, that's what he wants you to do. Um, I don't know how much he's changed, but it's been so successful. I reckon he would be 70%, 80% of his week is on defence and making yeah. sure that you stop them. And uh, he knows that South will get 20 points a day. He knows that, well, uh, they'll probably score more, but you've got to keep them under 20. And the challenge for Newcastle is to get into that arm wrestle and make it really tough in the middle. Wayne's always done his best coaching. Even when you go back to the, the, the glory days of the Broncos when in the 90s when they were winning premierships there, and everybody saw Brisbane as this great defensive, uh, a great attacking side, but Wayne has always been his best as a coach when he's been able to get a defensive mindset in the team and he's had naturally creative players. In the 90s, it was obviously Alfie Langer and Kevy Walters passing to the Steve Renouf, the Pearl, and all the rest of it. But a lot of their, their attack was natural. That's what he's trying to do here at South. The attack is just, it takes care of itself. Once the defence is, is right, the attack takes care of itself. Cody Walker, once he's getting a bit of you know, front foot footy and he's, he's going over the line, he's going at the defence, there's nobody better in the game playing at a retreating defence than Cody Walker. He's, he's, his intellect and his instinct is spot on. And that's so all they've got to do South today is just get in the contest defensively and the rest should come. But I'm really looking forward to the way the forwards aim up against each other, because mm. that, that's where the game's won. For, for all the talk about Mitchell Pearce and Cody Walker and what and Kalen Ponger and Alex Johnson, for all the talk, the game will be won by who dominates in the middle. And, and we may not even, at the end of the game, be clear who it was. But I'll tell you what, after 80 minutes, two teams will walk off and one pack will go, thank God we're not playing them next week. Yep. They'll be the losers. Who do you tip, Paul? I, I, I think Souths, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be a tough game. But Hoops, can I start off with you by asking this question? Do you think this whole Sam Burgess drama will have any effect on the Rabbitohs today? Oh, look, yeah, there's no question. It's made a hell of a lot of headlines. It's been on every television news and uh, radio bulletin that you listen to or see. And similar with the newspapers, it's been front page, back page everywhere. So it's impossible to avoid. Do I think it will have an impact on the playing group today? No, I don't. I think Wayne Bennett's an experienced enough mm-hmm. coach that he'll be able to galvanise the group to um, you know, put that to one side and come out and get what they need to get done, which is trying to make it through to week two of the finals and set up a game against the Eels. Okay, a uh, couple of players to watch today in the Rabbitohs side. Obviously, Latrell Mitchell finally found himself at Souths and then he got injured. But this brings us to this player, Corey Allen, who hasn't let anyone down over the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, been outstanding for them. Uh, was bought at the club a couple of years ago, basically on potential. I think Mal Meninga picked him in a Prime Minister's 13 side, and he hadn't even played an NRL match yet. He is a fullback. That 
is his best position and his preferred position. But for whatever reason, uh, obviously Souths, you know, previously had the likes of AJ and GI and all those sorts of players uh, wearing the number one jumper. And now this season, it's been Latrell. But the injury to Latrell ruling him out for the season means that Corey's been given an opportunity. Mm. And I think he's shown uh, he's probably got a little bit better um, football in him in terms of his all-round support play than what Latrell does, but his hands aren't quite as silky as some of those uh, little subtle touches that we have seen from Latrell, which have really developed over the course of the season. The other bloke who I'm excited about watching today, Maroon, is Jaden Sewer. Mm. He's back this week. He was suspended last week, and I think that he's really, now that Wayne Bennett's been appointed as the Queensland coach, I reckon that this young forward, Gordon, is knocking yeah. on the door for State of Origin selection. I think if he can put together a big final series, you know, today he's going to be up against the likes of Clamour, Safidi Brothers, Barnett. Uh, there's some hard players there. Oh, I think if he can stand up, he probably goes pretty close to winning a Maroon jumper. Yeah, absolutely, especially to the injuries to Fafida and players like that. I think he's been absolutely outstanding for South. He's gone about his business. Every week he's got better. He's playing good quality minutes. He's super aggressive on the edge. Uh, he's got a great carry in him. Um, he mixes his game. He, he's, yes, certainly, absolutely. Well, do you know what? I, th- I actually think he's in the Queensland squad now. I think a great performance, mm. uh, you know, would put him on an edge. All right, boys, I've got to leave it there. Hoops, we'll catch you on – we'll see you on the Big League Wrap tonight. Big League Wrap, last wrap-up show this evening, Anthony. On Fox League, Paul. We'll see you on NRL 360. Yeah, we'll be on time too. Okay, and good (laughs) on you, Gordy. We'll see you next week on the show. Cheers, bud. Okay, we'll leave you with the game coming up next. It's the Rabbitohs up against Newcastle as Triple M rocks the finals. Marine Hot Water, Triple M rocks footy. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.